Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Deuteronomy chapter 31 is today, and if I could give this one a title, it would be the epilogue, next generation arise. It's the epilogue. It's it's the end of this season for the nation of Israel. And what's going to happen over this is we're going to see Joshua rise up. We're going to see a public reading of the law, and Moses is already telling them, you jokers just don't get it. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you are like, sharing, and subscribing to YouTube videos. Make sure that you are leaving us comments as everywhere you can on the podcast, on the things. It really does help. And if you are a Facebooker, I'd love for you to go to our Bible Breakdown Discussion Facebook group as we are just digging into God's Word every day. I mean, I love the interaction that I see on there. I love everything that's going on. And I would love to see you there letting us know what you find, especially when it comes to today and all the different things that's there. And if I were to give you a question, that would be this. What is the best ending to a movie you've ever seen? What is the best ending to a movie you have ever seen? Because that's exactly what the next four chapters make me think about. I'm going to nerd out for like 20 seconds, okay? But but there's a movie called Lord of the Rings. And at the last movie, it seems like that movie was never going to end, okay? When I went to watch that in the theater, I just need to tell you that I had to wait in line forever. And when I finally got to sit down to watch the movie, I already had to pee. But I had been waiting for three years to see the end of this movie, so I was not going to get up. And the moment that I saw the first ending, I thought, okay, thank goodness. Well, then there was another one. And then there was another one. And for those of you guys who have seen Lord of the Rings, you know what I'm talking about. And by the time it was there, I just needed it to be over because it was I was in such pain. That's what I think about. Not the painful part, but the never-ending endings. Because that's what we're about to see. But it's beautiful as we see what's about to happen. Moses is finished with his sermons. And remember, that's what this is about. Moses is getting ready to pass off the reins to the next generation. And he can't go to the promised land, but he can send them on ahead. And he is cheering them on. And he's excited about what's going to happen. And he is just talking to them about what it's going to take to be successful. And that is to trust and obey. Well, he's done now. And what he's about to do is he's about to pass this off. He's going to sing a song in a little while. That's that's tomorrow. He's going to bless them the next one. And then he's going to die. (laughs) So that's kind of where we're at. I mean, we're coming to an ending. And so if you have your Bibles open with me, Deuteronomy chapter 31 in the New Living Translation, let's read the beginning of the never-ending epilogue. (laughs) But it really is about the next generation rising up, and it's bittersweet because we see one of the greatest leaders to ever live. Jesus was the best, and he cheated because he's God. (laughs) you got Solomon, who is known to be the wisest to ever live. But if you were to talk about the best overall leader other than Jesus, it's probably Moses. And Moses is now about to exit the stage And the next generation is about to rise up. So let's read this together today. Are you ready? Verse 1 says this. When Moses had finished giving these instructions to all the people of Israel, he said, I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has told me, you will not cross the Jordan River, but the Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy the nations living there, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua will lead you across the river just as the Lord promised. Now, pause. Now, I don't know about you, 
but that's old. <laughs> and and the thing is, is they didn't live that long back then. So this would be old according to now standards, according to those standards, as really, really old. And so God has really blessed Moses with long life. And so this, this amazing thing that has happened. And so you can really look at Moses' life in three sets of 40. You had the first 40 years, Moses lived in Egypt as a person in Pharaoh's house. At about the age of 40 is when he ended up killing the Egyptian and had to flee for his life and lived as a man on the run for the next 40 years on the backside of Mount Sinai watching sheep. Well, it was about 80 years old when he went and he saw the, the burning bush and he goes back to Egypt and, and God uses him to liberate the nation of Israel. And then he spends the next 40 years shepherding the people of God. And so you have three different sets of 40 for the life of Moses, and now he's at the end. This is what the Bible says in verse 4. The Lord will destroy the nations living in the land just as he destroyed Sihon and Og and the kings of the Amorites. The Lord will hand over to you the people who live there, and you must deal with them as I have commanded you. So be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not panic before them. For the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail nor abandon you. Then Moses called for Joshua, and all Israel watched. And he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be discouraged or afraid, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you, and he will neither fail nor abandon you. You imagine for a moment how Joshua must have felt. Joshua was born a slave. Now he is given leadership over the entire nation, not just to conquer the promised land, but then to deal with the aftermath of dividing up the land. What an amazing, awesome, heady responsibility. But Moses is like, it's on you, bro. <laughs> you got this. I'm a retire. <laughs> you know, verse 9. So Moses wrote this entire body of instruction and a book and gave it to the priest who carried it, who carried the Ark of the Lord's Covenant and to the elders of Israel. Then Moses gave them this command. At the end of every seventh year, the year of release, some translations say the year of Jubilee, during the festival of shelters, you must read this book of instruction to all the people of Israel when they assemble before the Lord your God at the place he chooses. Call them all together, men, women, children, and the foreigners living in your towns, so that they may hear the book of instruction and learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully obey all the terms of these instructions. Do this so that your children who have not known these instructions will hear them and will hear and learn to fear the Lord your God. Do this as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. Now, pause one more time. This scripture is one of the reasons why I think it's important for every Christian to read through the entire Bible consistently. Now, the rate we're going, reading one chapter a day, is going to take us about three years to get through it. What else are you going to do with your time, right? So that's that's okay. We're not in a hurry. There, there's no There's no race here, but we need to consistently go through the Bible. Why is that? It's because it leaks. It leaks out. You forget about those different things. And just as Moses told the people that you need to remember the things that are there and the areas that you have not yet discovered. And so that's why it's so very important. All right, let's finish it up with verse 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, the time has come for you to die. Gee, thanks. 
Call Joshua and present yourself at the tabernacle, so that I may commission him there. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves at the tabernacle. And the Lord appeared to them in a pillar of cloud that stood at the entrance of the sacred tent. The Lord said to Moses, You about to die (laughs) and join your ancestors. After you are gone, these people will begin to worship foreign gods, the gods of the land where they are going. They will abandon me and break my covenant so that I have made with them. Then my anger will blaze forth against them. I will abandon them, hiding my face from them, and they will be devoured. Terrible trouble will come down on them. And on that day, they will say, these disasters have come down on us because God is no longer among us. At that time, I will hide my face from them on account that they, of all the evil they commit by worshiping other gods. So write down the words of this song and teach it to the people of Israel. Help them learn it so that they may serve as a witness for me against them. For I will bring them into the land that I swore to give their ancestors, a land flowing with milk and honey. There, they will become prosperous, eat all the food they want, and become fat. But they will begin to worship other gods. They will despise me and break my covenant. And when great disasters come down on them, this song will stand as evidence against them, for it will never be forgotten by their descendants. I know with the intentions of these people, even now, before they have entered the land, I swore to give them. So that very day, Moses wrote down all the words of the song and taught it to the Israelites. Then the Lord commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, with these words, Be strong and courageous, for you must bring the people of Israel into the land I swore to give them. I will be with you. Pause. That's three times they had to tell Josh, Listen, man, don't be afraid and don't be discouraged, which means he probably needed to hear that a few times, and I don't blame him. But just notice, three times, he's like, Hey, man, listen, don't give up. Don't run away. (laughs) I got you. Verse 24, when Moses had finished writing down the entire body of instructions in the book, he gave this command to the Levites who carry the Ark of the Lord's Covenant. Take the book of instruction and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, so it may remain there as a witness against the people of Israel. For I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Even now, while I am still alive and am here with you, you have rebelled against the Lord. How much more rebellious will you be after my death? Now summon all the elders and the officials of your tribes so that I can come and speak to them directly and call heaven and earth as witnesses against them. I know that after my death you will become utterly corrupt and turn away from the land or from the way I have commanded you to follow. In the days to come disaster will come down on you for you will do what is evil in the Lord's sight making him very angry with your actions. And then verse 30 so Moses recited this entire psalm publicly to the assembly of Israel. So, to finish our time together, he has commissioned Joshua. He wrote down the instruction, and then he said, Look, here's the deal, jokers. <laughs> when you go into the promised land, after I done said all of this, you fools still going to do the wrong thing. <laughs> but here's the problem. Back then, they didn't have Bibles the way we have them now. They didn't have all these different translations, all these different things. There was a copy of the book of the law. And God was giving it, or Moses, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, was giving it to the Levites and the priests, and they were going to read it to the entire assembly every seven years. But he wanted them to have something to keep in their hearts all the time as a witness against them. And so he's about to, in the next chapter we'll read tomorrow, he is going to 
give them a song to sing. Now, don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. But it is a song to sing to keep it in their hearts. And this is actually something that's been used for a long, long time. That whenever you want to memorize something, and it's even something still used today, a lot of teachers will use songs you know, in order to memorize important things. Like, for instance, most of you listening to this, if English is your first language, you probably memorize the alphabet by the ABC song so that it would get in your head. And so that's what God is going to do in the next chapter, is through Moses, he is going to give them a really long song that's going to help them remember the covenant of the Lord. We'll get to that tomorrow, but what are we going to take away today? And that is this. Endings are necessary. Endings are not the end. They're just a transition. The nation of Israel is not done. As a matter of fact, in many ways, their greatest moments haven't yet happened. It's just the end of a season. And that can be really difficult sometimes because we don't always want to see seasons end. But the amazing thing is, is that God is with us in one season and he will be with us in every season. So my encouragement for you today is it's okay to grieve the end of a season. Maybe it's the the death of a loved one or the end of a job or an end of a relationship. It's okay to grieve the end of a season, but to never get discouraged Because the end of one season is the beginning of a new. And you never know, but the next season might be when God does his greatest work in your life. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for what we've read today. Thank you that it reminds us that every end of a season is the beginning of another one. Lord, I'm thankful that it's okay that we mourn the end of a season. But Lord, as we read today, the next generation will always arise. The next season will always arise in us. And it gives us a chance to see your wonders all over again. We're thankful for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's word says in Deuteronomy chapter 30, Today I have given you the choice between life and death. Say it with me. Choose life. You can make that choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. I love you. I hope you choose life today. And I'll see you tomorrow for Deuteronomy 32.